welcome back to this week's live Q&A. So a little update, I did the Strong Hurt Games on Saturday, me and the team, and we went and won it. Proof that you can get stronger from home. There you go. So we are going to talk about building muscle. So I'm going to cover my top tips for building muscle. Everyone, even if losing weight is still your target, especially you, this will help because in fact, we all know this now, I've repeated it enough times, so repeat after me, but the more muscle that we have, the more calories our body burns when sitting down. Yes, that pretty much means that our metabolism increases, like it is a small amount, but it does, like, it does rack up. Um, especially the more and more you, muscle you build, especially over years and years. Like, this is a long process. I am just going to warn you, it is a very long process. Don't expect that you'll be able to eat an extra 500 calories in a month's time. doesn't work like that. Um, it is something like an extra 11 calories per pound of muscle per day. Obviously, it depends on how many, how much muscle you have. But there are stats and research to back this up. So even if you just want to lose weight, these top tips will help you too, because these are top tips for building muscle. This will help everybody. So number one, progressive overload. So whether that is increasing the number of workouts, if that's increasing the reps, increasing the load, you need to be progressively overloading your muscles for them to tear and repair and grow. For example, I used to find five kg dumbbells very, very difficult to press above my head. Like I used to work out with 2.5 for my arms and then five for my legs. Then I built that up to 7.5 dumbbells for my legs. And now I'm doing upper body with 20 kg kettlebells. So let's just, and that's sometimes single arm stuff. So when I'm doing the single arm chest press on the floor with my 20 kg, that is proof that you can build muscle from home and get stronger from home because I have done it. Like I, there was no, I used to struggle pressing. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking this way because I'm looking at my kettlebells. <laughs> I used to really struggle to press um, the 20 above my head as like a chest press because of the stability of it. I physically couldn't do it. Whereas now I can do that with one arm. Like just think about that. So you need to be, you need to find a weight that you find heavy will eventually start to become more and more light and doable the more you try and use it and build it. So that's why you need to upgrade your kettlebells. There are ways you can like, you can obviously sell your old ones or keep the, like, I've kept the lighter ones for other single arm stuff, even though maybe I don't use them as much anymore. They still come in handy for muscles where you can't really progress with them. So like lateral raises are really difficult to progress because it's such a small muscle. Um, and it's quite a difficult exercise. Like, I don't think I've, I can do more than six each arm. Like, and that hasn't progressed much at all in years. Whereas my overhead press now is ridiculously strong compared to what it used to be. So you need to be able to increase the weight. And I think that's why a lot of people say you need a gym to be able to progressively overload because then you can actually put the weight higher and higher each week. But 
there are other ways to progressively overload and that's where my programming comes in because I have taken these things into account. That's why you will feel them to, like some days are rock solid because I'm really, really trying to push you. And then when others seem a bit easier, sometimes it's like, right, is it time for me to upgrade my kettlebells and stuff now? Is it time to jump up to the next bracket? And instead of going from maybe 10 to 12 to 14, that seems a little bit like so faffy and expensive. I've literally got an eight and a 20. So I could always just use the 20, do as many reps as you can, or I'm not telling you to get a 20, but that's just an example. Get a heavier one that's quite a few bits heavier, because then once you start using that, you you can just switch it out so do make it like a drop set so do as many reps as you can with your new heavier weight and then drop back down to the weight you used to use and then gradually you will be able to do a full workout with that new weight and then find it and then you'll start to find that one a bit easier and so on and so forth one thing i would like to point out though is you do not need a gym to progressively overload you absolutely do not. You can do this from home. So do not panic. Some weeks you will find more difficult than others. And one thing to actually say on that, on the gym front is some people think you need to be increasing the weight every week to progressively overload, but you really don't. Like you don't need to increase it every week. And if anything, you shouldn't be able to increase it every week if you start off heavy enough, because actually, you, you just shouldn't be able to increase it every week because that, that would be ridiculous. If you are going to failure at the end of your sets or at the end of the workouts and you physically cannot do any more, you should not be able to pick up a heavier weight the following week. Like muscle takes so much longer to build than people think. So obviously like you get like beginner, new begins because your body's not used to lifting weights or anything like that. So you will increase your strength relatively quickly compared to someone who has been training for years and even a slight increase once a month is a big deal for them. Whereas new begins, you are definitely looking at increasing maybe every two or three weeks, just because your body adapts a lot quicker to the new stimulus compared to people who have been doing it a while. Okay, tip number two. So tip number one, progressively overload. Make sure you are increasing your weights, intensity, reps, pulsing, whatever, time under tension, increase that. Number two, you need to be eating more. So top tips for building muscle, make sure you are eating enough food. Yes, I'm telling you to eat more as your PT. You need to be consuming enough energy to be able to repair and grow the muscles that you've just burnt into the ground. So for lean muscle growth, you should be looking at about one to 200 calorie surplus. So that is not scary at all. If you are going from a deficit and you want to like linger around maintenance calories for a bit, then start to increase. It's really only 200 calorie surplus that you need to be working in to be in a surplus like some people think oh i want to put on muscle yeah i'm going to go in a surplus like yeah let's go on a bulk and then they try and eat an extra thousand calories and then wonder why they put on so much fat as well and it's like your muscle does not grow as fast as you will put on fat so you need to be really careful if you 
are worried about putting on fat, but you want to start building muscle. So this is all to do with a lean bulk, not a dirty bulk, as some of the gym lads call it. Yeah, dirty bulk. It's like, no, you actually only need an extra 100 to 200 calories and you need to be eating high protein. Make sure you are eating enough protein. If you want to gain weight faster, you can increase the stir plus to about 500 calories if you want. That's if you want to start building muscle. Like I've been in quite a substantial surplus since my marathon and that's because I have been trying to put on weight, especially for the turf games coming up. I've been trying to put on as like, not necessarily fat, but just trying to optimize my muscle and my strength um, because there's lots of heavy lifting and stuff to do with turf and I want to make sure that I can perform my best. So yes, I have been in quite the bulk the past couple of months. Um, so yes, just make sure you are eating enough protein. Um, if you are wondering if you are eating enough and you want to check in with me, post it in the group, DM me, comment on this video, just, and we can run through that. But just as a bit of a pointer, it should be about 25% of your calories. So if you, for example, eating in a calorie deficit at 1,700, you decide you want to go back up to maintenance, so that's back up to about 2,000. I'm just gonna leave it at 2,000. You should be eating 500 calories worth of protein, which is 25% of your 2,000. And then what you need to do is divide that by four because there's four calories per gram of protein. So 500 divided by four is 125 grams. So minimum should be 125 grams of protein, give or take, if you are eating 2000 calories a day. I went through that quite quickly, but what you've got to remember is maintenance calories or whatever calories you are eating. So for example, if I'm eating 3000, 25% of that, or even 30% of that, if you want to really push it, that is, 1,000, no, that's not right. I'm not gonna do that math in my head. Actually, yeah, it was. A bit, it will It will be about 1,000 calories and then divided by four because there's four calories per gram, that is 250 grams. So that is the higher end, like that is like sort of your maximum. So that is quite a lot, but if you're eating 3,000 calories, that is about just under, well, that's about a third of your calories on protein. So that, that does seem a lot. So if you are, if you do want to build up to that, that's absolutely fine. But as long as you are hitting your minimum, which is about 20 to 25% of your calories. So that is consistent with your progressive overload, consistent with your training. This is tip number three, by the way, be consistent. You need to be consistent with your training, your eating, your protein, and your steps, make sure you're still getting your steps in because that's all part of your activity. That's where we've developed your calories from. The calorie calculator will take into account your calories. So what I want to reiterate again is how slow the muscle growing process is. You need to be patient. You need to be consistent. You need to turn up to your workouts every day and put the work in. Like you need to be working, not to, not necessarily to failure, but you need to be aching and sweating at the end of that workout. Like as if I couldn't really have pushed myself any harder or I could not have done that with a heavier weight. These are the sorts of questions and things you need to be asking yourself during the workouts. Your muscles are not just gonna pop up in two weeks. Like you've gotta trust the process 
Be consistent. My top tip for consistency is never miss two workouts in a row because once you miss two, then it's easier to miss three. And then that's when people so-called call it falling off the bandwagon. But that is my rule for success. Like never miss two in a row. Yes, life gets in the way for one, but never miss two. Okay, number four, top tip, top tip number four is rest. And I am such a hypocrite for saying this because I definitely do not rest enough. I do not recover enough. I do not sleep enough. But do as I say, not as I do. For your muscles to repair most effectively, you need to rest them. And I know it's, it's rich coming from me, but trust me, please. I am trying to improve my sleep. I've been trying since January. I'm clearly not trying very hard. And the fact I'm using the word trying and not just doing it is probably why. Because I call you all out on this when you say, oh yeah, I'll try and do that. I'm like, no, there is no try, only do. So I need to listen to my own words of wisdom really because I need to just do it. That's it. I'm You guys are going to like hold me accountable to this. This week, I'm gonna I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna be asleep before half ten, which means I'm going to put my phone down at quarter past ten. Which means I shouldn't even have my phone in my hand. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna draw the line even more. I'm gonna say phone down at ten, pick up book for fifteen minutes, book down at quarter past ten. There there you go. You heard it here first. If you are resting, like this doesn't mean I only want you to work out twice a week. Like you still need to split your workouts up so that you are hitting each muscle group twice a week for optimum muscle growth. Um, so I would recommend upper and lower body splits if you're just starting out. So that's why Mondays and Thursdays are mainly lower body. So if you want a quad focus, that's Monday. If you want glute focus, that's Thursday. Then we've got the full body. So if you want to choose just legs on Monday and then full body, that will hit all your leg muscle groups twice a week. And then we've got upper body as well. So you need to be doing minimum, minimum of one legs, one upper and a full minimum, because that will mean all muscle groups will be hit twice a week, which is what I design it for. Like it, there, there is method in the madness, guys. I put a lot of work into these workouts. I've been doing them for years. Like, I can actually say that now. I can actually say that now that I've been filming these workouts for years. It's been multiple years. Like, that's ridiculous. And none of them are the same. Like, that's how... And they can't be the same because I rub it out. I rub it out. There is no record apart from if I went back through all the videos. So there's no way for me to actually copy it. It's all... It's all from here. But tip number five is to join a membership. Make sure you are accountable. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to implement. So the beauty of this membership is you get to just sort of sit back, relax, and I've taken care of all of that for you. All you have to do really is the workouts. So I've given you calorie goals, protein goals. I'm making sure you are progressively overloading. You just need to be honest with yourself with that one and make sure you are lifting heavy enough. Like, there's only so much I can do behind the scenes. The rest is now up to you. And being part of the membership, making sure you are staying accountable, posting in the group, that is going to be the key to your success. So if you have any further questions on this, please just ask me, DM me, comment on this. Um, 
any of the above, check out more info in the membership, in the group. There's loads of tutorials in there, making sure your form's right. If you want me to check your form, post it in the group, post the video in the group, or just send me the video if you don't want to send it. The group is for everyone, and everyone is so nice in there, so no judgment ever. So please feel free to post in the group. Those are my five top tips for building muscle. I hope you enjoyed that because I like talking about that. And I feel very passionate about the fact you can do this from home. You 100% can. I am living proof that we can. And this is why I wanted to cover hyperbolic discounting, which is the further away the reward is in the future, the smaller the immediate motivation to achieve it is. Let me say that one more time. So the further away the reward is in the future, the smaller the immediate motivation is to achieve it. So that is like getting up early to fill, not to film a workout, that's me, but getting up early to do your workout because it's so difficult to think further ahead and think, mm, in six months time, am I going to really appreciate that? Yes, you will. But the immediate reward is staying in bed and getting an extra half an hour in bed. Obviously, the immediate reward is nicer because it's closer to you. So people tend to choose these present rewards over the future rewards. So even the few, even if the future rewards are so much better. So like the present bias overrides logic any day, which is, it seems ridiculous when you say it out loud, but in the moment, all you want to do is stay in bed longer. Just think about the delayed gratification, that hyperbolic discounting, that sort of the same vibe. It's waiting for the gratification of what is to come. You'll be so grateful to your current self, like your future self will be so grateful to your current self if you are getting up and doing the workouts every day because six months time, you will be so much stronger, you will be leaner, you will be so much more motivated, you'll have more energy, you'll be healthier, fitter, stronger, you'll feel sexier, more confident in your body and the, oh, the, the benefits just keep going. So seriously on this one, your future self will thank you if you manage to get up and do your workouts nice and early. And this is where I'd like to talk about how to start waking up earlier because I know one, if not two, if not three, if not all of you do struggle with getting up early. I'm not saying all of you do, but I, I like, I still do. My alarm goes off. I am not bouncing out of bed, guys. It is not normal to bounce out of bed. Sorry, mum. I know you do. You're different. You're another species. But us, us mortals don't bounce out of bed when the alarm goes off. This is what I'm talking about with the delayed gratification. We do it because we know it's going to benefit us long term. So we know why we need to do it. How are you going to do it? Right. How are you going to start waking up earlier? The way that I did it was gradually. So I used to wake up at seven o'clock, believe it or not. I literally used to wake up at seven, have a shower, walk to work, and then voila, that was it. That was my morning. That was my morning. That is so different to now. Then I had to move to 6.45 because my office moved and I had an extra 15 minutes to walk. So then I was like, oh God, okay, 6.45, Jesus extra 15 minutes, that's fine. Then it eventually moved to six o'clock when I was like, do you know what? I'm going to fit in a half an hour workout before I go 
moved it back to six. Then it eventually went to 5.45 to fit in a slightly longer workout. Then, and now, it is now 5.15. Like, it has managed to gradually go back and back and back and back and back and back from seven o'clock to 5.15 because now I've got to film the workout so there's a bit more prep that goes into it, bit of setting up to do. I've got to put actual clothes on now, whereas I'm pretty sure I, like, I used to legit work out in my pyjamas. No one else was there to see it. I didn't have to, didn't have to show up. Literally was doing it for myself in my front room, in my pyjamas. So if you need to do that, you do that. Well, I had a sports bra, sports bra and pyjama bottoms. Nice, so good. But yeah, gradually do it. Like some people are like, how, how, do, you, how do you wake up at quarter past five? I just can't do it. And it's because that gradually happened. That was over a few months. That did not happen overnight, jumping from 7 till 5.15. That's over months. So just gradually do it. Gradually do it. Even if you need to just do half a workout on a morning, half of the workouts, you'll build it back. Like half a workout, you should be able to lift heavier if you're only doing half the workout. So there you go. There's one way to think about it. If you want to do half, get stronger, you lift heavier. Um, another great way I've found, uh, it hasn't fully worked for me, and especially now because it's getting so light on the morning, but especially during the winter, is to get a Lumi or some form of sleep app that wakes you up naturally and it will wake you up when you're at the end of your sleep cycle so when you're just coming back into light sleep because the the times where we feel the most rugged and gross and uh, is when we wake up in deep sleep so that's when our alarm will wake us up like that when you're right in the middle of deep sleep or REM sleep that's when you'll feel most groggy and disgusting and that's when you're most likely to snooze because you're like, no, I am so tired. Whereas if you gradually get woken up by a nice light, by daylight, or by a watch, or I don't know how the apps work. Uh, this Fitbit doesn't do it, but I know there are sleep apps that can wake you up when it detects that you're going into light sleep. That, I've not tried it myself, but I've heard good things. So maybe that's something for you to try. Uh, another tip is, Prepare your clothes and everything the night before. So you think, do you know what? I've gone to all that effort to get my water bottle out, to get my sweat towel out, to get my workout clothes out. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I used to know someone who used to go to sleep in his trunks because he was trying to get into the habit of going for a sea dip every morning. Like, that's the thing. He went to sleep in his trunks. He would wake up and then be like, oh. Well, I'm in my trunks now anyway, so I've got to go. And you know what? It worked. It worked. That's the beauty of it. So if you need to go to sleep in your workout stuff, don't really recommend that. But if you do, if you if you feel like you need to do that to help you get into that habit, do it. Do it. Do whatever it takes to get you into the habit. Because once you're into the habit, it becomes easier. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's easier. Still painful but it's easier because then you get to see the progress. You get to have longer evenings to yourself if you're not worried about trying to fit the workouts in. So super, super important if you want to do that. Um, 
I also think you are so much more likely to do it in the morning when your willpower is high. You're like, it's like a draining battery throughout the day. Like some people have bit back on some of this to do with the research, but I 100% back this because out of everyone that I know, that is, it's so true. Like it really is like your willpower by the end of the night is crap compared to the morning. Like you can start off and have like, oh, a really nice breakfast. And then you will literally just, or I know a lot of people that do deteriorate, not deteriorate, but the willpower will reduce throughout the day to the point that it gets to like mid afternoon. And that's when you're most likely to maybe have an office snack. And then it's usually the evening where you're like, oh, go on then, I'll have a bit of chocolate. Because the willpower and the choice fatigue throughout the day has decreased or the fatigue has increased and your willpower has decreased. So ways to make sure that your willpower can stay as high as possible or you're not draining it too quickly is make less decisions. So even if that's what am I wearing today, choose the night before because that's, that's choice fatigue. What am I eating for breakfast? Meal prep. What am I eating for lunch? Meal prep. These are all things that you don't have to make a decision on on the day. What snacks am I eating today? Well, I've got my banana and I've got my protein yogurt for the afternoon. Done. No choice made there either. You've already made that decision. Am I going for work drinks after work? No, it's a Wednesday. I'm not going to do that. But if everyone wants to go on Friday, I'll say yes to two shandies. It's making those decisions beforehand that will like make such a difference between it being a successful week or a successful day in terms of willpower and it not. So that's what I mean, like prepare clothes, prepare water, make sure you are preparing as much as possible the day before so you don't have as many decisions to make, especially if you definitely want to make, um, work out on an evening, choose less throughout the day and your willpower should be higher. If you struggle with that, get your workout done first thing on the morning because that's when your willpower is high and you'll just get it done. Get it out of the way. Then you don't have to worry about it all day. You don't have to worry about, oh, am I going to fit it in? Or oh, then you start thinking about it. Then you've got more decision fatigue. Oh, shall I do this instead? No, get it done first. So much easier. And another way to do this is have a good evening routine. So as I said earlier, no phone before bed, always have a book next to you. Find something that you want to read that excites you, that way you'll want to pick it up. I need to do that because I keep I keep buying more self-help books. And while they are really benefiting me, they're not the most exciting reads. Another top tip is get a mate to join you for accountability. That is the beauty of the group. Everyone's there. If you want to make yourself more accountable, post it in the group that that's your goal for the week and that you are going to post in the group every single day until it becomes a habit. People will back you through that. People will message you being like, uh, you didn't post her there. I will message you being like, uh, you didn't post it there. If you make it that obvious in the group that that is your goal for the week, like eat, screenshot the check-in. Like during the check-in, there's like, what is one thing you're going to focus on this week? Screenshot that, post it in the group. Keep yourself accountable and everyone else will stick up for you as well. If you need a friend, we can do some sort of deal with the membership. If you want referrals, I have a referral scheme. Like, 
you get a free month if you get a friend a friend to sign up for two months, blah, 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 blah. Message me about that because the more friends you have in that group, the more likely you are to stick to it. Like, and that is so true. And that's the beauty of the group, beauty of the community, because you're less likely to let someone else down. You're more likely to just let yourself down because you're like, ah, don't matter. But if you are staying accountable with someone, you are more likely to do it. So just one final thing on that is just make the dedication to your body and your health. Telling yourself when you're going to work out, not if you're going to work out. If you make it no option to be able to work out in an evening, you need to make time in a morning and wake up earlier. If you know that you're going to end up having evening plans, make sure you've done it in the morning. Like make fitness your one non-negotiable for a month and you will be amazed with what you can achieve and how fit you'll feel, how healthy you feel and how much more motivated you feel. It's amazing how much motivation increases when you don't focus on motivation, which sounds ridiculous. If you focus on dedication, it's amazing how the motivation will come naturally because you want to do it. Like you are telling yourself you get to do it, not you have to do it. And that's the beauty of the dedication and the discipline and realizing that movement is good for everything. Like we are training because we love our body, not because we hate it. We're not, we're not trying to burn all the calories off. We're not like, oh, I, I, I can't stand it because I used to be like that. I really, really did. And it's like a punishment. It's really like a pun I used to punish myself for eating too much and exercising as a punishment. And it's just absolutely ridiculous to think that's how most people work in their brain. That's why most people start working out as a punishment. And it's like, oh, I'm too fat. I need to work out. It's like, no, you love your body. You care about your health. You want to be stronger, sexier, healthier. You want all those things for yourself. Get it done. Okay, I've been rambling on for 40 minutes though, so I'm going to love you and leave you guys. If you have any questions, please let me know. If you have friends that think this will be beneficial, please forward it to them. Send it to them. Um, yeah, if you've got friends that want to be part of the membership too, send them my way. You'll get some referral deals, you know. If you are listening to this and you're not already part of the membership, you can check this out on my website or on my Instagram page in my bio, Train With Lou. Let's go. Thank me later, guys. Have a lovely week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.